America America You are so grand and gold golden Oh I wish I was deep in America tonight Good morning America Katie Wilson here back with another momtastic episode of The Multiverse And I'm Caitlin Scholl. So Katie, how are you? I feel like since we started making this podcast together, we never really catch up as friends. It's always business, 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 business. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the price we pay for media mogul working mom status. And we'll certainly cover that later this season. But seriously, how are you? I mean, what's going on in your life? I'm good, I guess. You know, kids started school and actually I'm homeschooling my daughter this year. So that's ramping up and God, it's a ton of work. I mean, maybe not quite as romantic as it sounded. Man, that does sound like a lot of work. That's a huge undertaking. You must be so wiped. I mean, homeschooling on top of working full time. How are you doing that? Uh, let's just say I feel stretched pretty thin and it's only October. You know, actually, since I had the baby, I've been, you know, obviously having precious little sleep, but then I started taking this energy serum that someone told me about. And to be honest, I feel pretty good now. Uh, what's in it? Oh my God, you would love it. It's hundred percent organic plant extracts. I mean, it's right up your alley. Hmm. I mean, that does sound pretty good. Where do I get it? Can I just order it online? You know, it's not available online, but I actually just started selling it myself, kind of on the side. You know, you can only get it through licensed sellers, and I thought, man, you know, I would love to help my friends and family experience what I've experienced with this product because it changed my life. Dude, wait a second. So for three bottles, it's just $69.99 to start, but since literally no one I know has wanted to stop using it, you can actually do a subscription, and every six weeks, I'll send you another pack. The subsequent ones are only $59.99. I mean... Dude, are you are you kidding me? I'm going to email you the form right now. You can just fill it out. You can use the credit card. Kate, I mean, stop. I guess you could send me stop. a check, but if you want to do the subscription, which I've done, Dude, I and I recommend... Dude, I don't want this energy serum. And I'm certainly not paying you What's seven wrong? bucks for six weeks of it. Okay, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Listen, if you want, I can send you one bottle just for $19.99 to start because give it a try and then we can like talk later about the subscription. I'm giving you a, such a friend deal. Like, I seriously want to help you with this. I really want to help you. I can't. The money, you're, you're going to feel so America, Nina here, one of your expert guest hosts this season. Today we'll be looking at another complicated topic that is spreading like wildfire through Momland all over the country. MLMs, otherwise known as multi-level marketing companies. Which is quite frankly, another word for pyramid scheme or scam. From the Mary Kay home sellers of the 60s to the Tupperware parties of the 80s and 90s, MLMs have been targeting moms for decades touted as a way to have it all. Meaning be a stay-at-home mom and make bank. They often have quite a different effect on the women who get involved and the people closest to them. I think we just experienced a slice of that with um, uncomfortable conversation between Caitlin and Katie. Yeah, that was not pretty. 
but it's quite a common story. So let's dive down into it. To get a little more insight into how MLMs are affecting the mom tribe in the U.S. today, the Multiverse team spoke to... Laura Richards. I'm a freelance journalist and I'm a mother of four sons. I've written for the New York Times and a lot of different magazines. She wrote an article about MLMs in early 2019 that went viral. It was in the Washington Post. So I had pitched the article and it was actually rejected. And then I just kept pitching because I felt it was really relevant. And an editor picked it up and it kind of went viral. Well, as a woman and as a mother, I find it compelling. And, you know, I'm on Facebook and I just see my newsfeed full of friends involved in MLM. So I found it very compelling and understanding why so many women, especially mothers, are getting involved in this. So that was my reasoning. And then I've had my own experiences with friends, you know, one in particular that prompted me to write this article and delve deeper was what we call a deception meeting, or that's what it's called in the MLM lingo, where someone will invite you for coffee or lunch. And then it's actually with the purpose of getting them involved in the MLM. And that almost happened to me and it made me really upset. And I thought, I've got to look into this and find out what's really going on. You know, why are women doing this? Are MLMs targeted at women? And also why are women, and especially mothers, kind of prone to being drawn into MLMs? Right. Well, I think that MLMs target women and especially in particular mothers. You know, there's a lot of isolation being a mom, especially if you're at home with kids. I had my first kids. They were twins 17 years ago. And I still remember what it felt like watching my husband get dressed, get his coffee, get into the car and drive away around the corner. And I looked back and there I was alone with these twins. And I thought he's stepping back into normalcy. And my world's been turned on its ear. It's isolating. So they have a captive market with moms. There's just a variety of different reasons why. And I think, you know, like my youngest is seven and his school hours are 9.15 to 3.30. Who can work a full-time job with those hours where someone has to be there to retrieve him? Or you pay for before school care or after school care, and that's expensive. So women are looking for ways to make money and also the identity. The first thing people will ask you if you're at a party, if you're out with people, is what do you do? That's the first question. I'm guilty of that as well. You know, you're trying to make small talk with someone, but that kind of cuts to people if you're at home with kids and you're doing a ton of work and it's a huge job and it's an important job, but there's that instant involvement in an identity. So there's the money aspect, there's the identity aspect, there's the loneliness aspect and the isolation. It's instant camaraderie. You know, these women will approach you, you know, promise you, oh my gosh, you can work in your pajamas while you're having a glass of wine at night. And it's very attractive. And I think that's why a lot of women get involved. I remember in college, this was many years ago, I did a work share with a mom who worked during the school day. And I took over around three o'clock after my college classes were over. And I worked until like six o'clock and it worked so well. And I thought, why can't we have more of these situations where it's a legitimate position, you're paying taxes, there's potential for insurance and things like that. And we're not, we're not doing that. And I would love companies to really consider time work or, or opportunities or more flexible opportunities moms because they are amazing multitaskers and you can get a lot done. You know, I always think give it to a busy mom and it will get done. <laughs> right. So 
we are here and we are wanting to work and wanting to do these things as evidence through the MLM. Let's provide opportunities for that. Can you speak to the tribal tensions around MLMs? I think it was a few weeks after it had gone viral. I went to a craft fair at my son's high school and it was full of multi-level marketing tables with a lot of women that I knew. I definitely felt that I was getting sort of the look thinking, oh, there she is. She wrote that article about MLMs. And I just thought this is it's, it's unfortunate. There's definitely that divide and it has divided friendships. It's ended friendships. It's affected family relationships. I know that there's financial tensions within certain families because of the MLM. Now, some people do make money, but the vast majority do not. And where we can find the middle ground, I think is just being easy on each other. And very much like women who are home with kids or women who are in the workplace, doing their careers, we have to really focus on what we're doing ourselves and not really looking at and comparing what other people are doing. Now, I will say there is an issue. I do have an issue. And this is, I think, the crux of where there's a lot of tension is when friends or family members are involved in a multi-level marketing company, they're not coming about it. And that's really what my article is about, where they will invite you to a, you know, a party or something like that. And all of a sudden you're blindsided and given a sales pitch. And that needs to stop. I will respect anyone who would just come out and say, hey, you know what? I'm involved in this company and I'm selling this product. Let me know if you're interested. Great. I mean, fine. That's fine. But don't dupe me into coming over, hanging out, and then presenting this. And it, it's awkward. Who, who wants to have that happen? And that's where I think real tension lies. I've noticed online that there seems to be really specific language that looks like it was just cut and pasted. Cause I'm like, that mm-hmm. person would never say that normally. Right. And right. so I'm curious, like what is happening behind the scenes? And if you have any kind of idea about that. I mean, I hate the term deception meeting, but that's really what it is. And that's what I was able to investigate a little bit. But it's very hard to get people to come out and really say, hey, this is what we were told to do. Um, But obviously, it's something that they are being encouraged to do because it's happening all the time. I mean, I had hundreds of people reach out to me with stories for that article. And and it's happened to me. You know, someone invited me to something with a small group of friends and I I wasn't able to go, thank goodness. And then a friend texted me later and she said, you're not going to believe this, but she was selling X, Y, Z and I'm furious. And I thought, why why would you need to do this? So it's coming from above. I think it's coming from the, the companies. You know, this kind of spins off on this whole social media aspect and how that's kind of contributed to the huge blowing up of the industry of MLM. But in my own observations, I see many women who have created a facade of success on Facebook. You know, they put out their computer and they take a picture of themselves drinking coffee and being like, just living my best life. Social media has changed this entire industry to the benefit of the MLM companies. And I've seen the same posts. I mean, I go through my newsfeed and I see it's usually the glass of wine, the open laptop, and I'm making money, hashtag boss babes or girl power and things like that. And it's definitely changed the landscape. I think, well, social media, I mean, all you need to feel terrible about yourself is just go on your newsfeed. 
people are climbing the Andes mountains and they're, and I'm sitting here at home with four kids and a cat who's throwing up on the floor and I'm not on a beach with a margarita and I'm thinking what what's going on and it's I mean nothing makes you feel worse right I do think that it's a lure for some women and I think to build a business of your own like from scratch it's hard this gives you instant access an instant team instant support and so you mentioned in the article, and I had heard this as well, that statistics have shown that only about 1% of women who invest in MLM companies end up making any money at all. Yet the messaging that the vast majority receive from their uplines is that if they're not making money, it's because they're not trying hard enough, they're not throwing enough parties, or they're not using their social media enough. Can you talk about how this messaging that they receive from the companies and their uplines may affect their friendships and family relationships? From the women that were willing to share, you know, there was definite pressure because that upline is relying on her downline to make her money and to grow her own business. So it puts tremendous pressure on these women to purchase product themselves. So they end up purchasing product and stockpiling it and not selling it. So they're going into the hole financially to maintain this whole, like you said, a facade. It's really very much a facade. I mean, I I hate to liken it to a cult, but that's what I've noticed. It's very similar. I think we're just at the precipice of there being more regulation because this has grown exponentially so quickly in such a short period of time. I know the FTC, if you Google it, they will. They have guidelines for, for MLMs and what people should look for, what warning signs to look for. What is a pyramid scheme? Is the MLM you're involved with or considering involvement with a pyramid scheme? So they're putting some things out there. There's definitely more lawsuits coming about because of these companies. Some of the products have been dangerous to health. There's been some class action suits with different MLMs. So there's more lawyers or law firms popping up specializing in MLMs. And again, we're just at the beginning of this and I'm hoping there will be more regulation. I did some research. I think each state, each of the 50 states does have some laws or consumer laws surrounding it, but they're just, I think, beginning to put these into place. Because as you said, it really is the wild, wild west. I mean, right now they can claim whatever they want and say whatever they want that their product will do without you know any real scientific backup. And people are using these products and it's affecting their health. So Paula, we get along really well and we agree on a lot of big things. We do. Something that we have had really different experiences with are MLMs. Can you tell me a little bit about your MLM experience? 21 years ago, I had my second son and he had colic and cried for 12 to 14 hours a day. And I was a stay-at-home mom. I also had a three-year-old. And I went to a Tupperware party and the Tupperware was cool. But I fell in love with women selling Tupperware and sort of the image she portrayed, certainly. But I also purchased Tupperware and loved it and jumped right in. And within three months of selling beginning, I was driving a car with Tupperware. I had a super cute red Dodge Neon. Um, first brand new car I've ever had in my life. I made I made some money selling Tupperware. I was really good at it. And I really believed in Tupperware, especially as a stay-at-home mom who was on a budget. I loved it. 
did that for a couple of years, moved on to some other, I, I have a little MLM <laughs> history, <laughs> little creative memories. Creative memories. For those who don't know that scrapbooking stuff, um, I used to hold scrapbook workshops where with 50 to 75 people making scrapbooks and purchasing for me, made some money there too. Had a really good introduction to owning my own business, learned a lot. It still comes into play with what I do now with Maine Mother and Company, my little perinatal resource center. I market in a way that's sort of familiar to how I sold Tupperware. And I also had fun. I met some really great people. I have friends now that I met 21 years ago from selling Tupperware. I took a trip to Tupperware headquarters. I went to a conference. I had, it was a huge part of me and I enjoyed it so, so much. And it was terribly helpful to my stay-at-home mom brain. I love MLMs. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you had such positive experiences with MLMs. It sounds like, I'm not surprised that you were very good at it. I don't buy MLM products from anybody, but I would probably buy dirty used Tupperware from you. (laughs) I would buy anything that you tried to sell me. (laughs) My perspective on MLMs is pretty different. I don't have any experience personally with selling for MLMs. And my perception is much more sinister. (laughs) (laughs) I have the sense that it's corporations that are basically taking advantage of moms or women and specifically moms and making empty promises of community and wealth and then putting these women in really difficult social situations where they're under pressure to essentially exploit their friendships to make money. I've had several awkward experiences where people have reached out to me and either directly requested that I try their product or buy their product, which, you know, as um, Laura said, that is, that's sales, you know, that's, to me, that's okay. But I've also had other people who have been much more duplicitous and invited me to get a coffee or go for a walk. And the ultimate goal was to tell me about their business. And that makes me incredibly uncomfortable. And I makes me very wary too. And it makes me feel suspicious of even an old friend reaching out. I kind of want to be like, what are they doing? Selling for young living? Like, why do they want to talk to me? (laughs) And that's such an awkward position to be in. And I'm such a people pleaser that I want everyone to be happy, but I don't want to be tricked into a meeting where I'm going to have to hear about a product that I have no interest in. Okay. Time to hear what some other people have to say about this topic. The following two letters we're going to discuss contain real stories written by real mothers. And they point to some of the big issues at the heart of what motherhood in America looks like right now. Our producer, Caitlin, is going to read these for us again. So here we go. My concern with MLMs is that they prey upon women who are desperate to find a way to have it all and do it all. People who want or need to stay home with their children, but also want or need to bring in money. It pisses me off that we as a society are so bad at supporting women and families that women— because it is almost all women who participate in these things, feel the need to resort to participating in schemes to get by. And yet, despite the big promises, most women actually lose money in MLMs. On top of that, the products sold in many of these schemes are of shoddy workmanship or are downright dangerous. (laughs) Nope, your essential oils cannot cure Ebola or protect unvaccinated children from the measles. 
On a personal note, I've had friendships pretty much ruined by MLMs when people get so caught up in them that everything is a sales opportunity. I come to Facebook to catch up with friends, not for them to pressure me to try whatever supplement they're currently hawking. I really do want to support my friends in their endeavors, but I would rather do that by being there for them emotionally or in some other way than by feeling pressured to buy some crappy products that I don't want or need. What do you think about that one, Nina? Well, I think this is really interesting and society does so little to support new moms that they do have to resort to kind of scraping by in whatever way they can. I mean, you can't afford daycare if you make a minimum make minimum wage. So what's a different option for making money for your family? And I don't blame these women for trying to find outlets, not only for financial success and freedom, but also for their own personal emotional fulfillment of being part of a community that is meaningful to them. Um, And I think it just shows how far we have to go to create support systems for families, um, paid family leave, subsidized childcare, comprehensive emotional postpartum support after their babies are born because these women are desperately seeking something, money, community. And these MLMs are just corporations that are right there, ready to pounce in and take advantage of that. I agree. Uh, An interesting issue I've seen pop up in my Facebook group and other mom Facebook groups are people posting, I need a way to make money. What ideas do you have for me out there? And and send me a PM, send me a PM, send me a PM. Yeah. And I think corporate America isn't considering moms as a viable option. Laura touched on this a little, a viable option for workforce. My mother worked a mother's hours job. It was mother's hours. That's how they advertised it. And I think job sharing, as she mentioned, is a really great opportunity too. Moms are smart. Moms can do, we are badass. We can do things in really short amount of time. Give me an hour without my kids. My house, my house is immaculate, you know, but if there's not opportunities for them, where are they left? You know, what, if someone is dangling this, you know, money-making brownie in front of you, like, how do you say no when they're making it so appealing and your other option is nothing? I think there, I mean, I myself have Googled before, how can I make money from home? (laughs) And, you know, I have a master's degree and I still wasn't able to find reasonable options for myself. I tried applying to a couple of remote executive assistant jobs and it was just all the things just seemed weird and confusing and they don't pay very well. And, I just think there is a huge market for women who are looking for good paying jobs, benefits, who can maybe work at home or maybe work eight to three or maybe work a compressed work week, you know, 40 hours in four days or something like that. We want to, we want to work. We want to be valued. We want to make money. We want to contribute to our family. And I think if, if, businesses could find a way to utilize women that wasn't in this predatory way, it would be good for everybody. Yeah. They thought outside the box a little bit. Mm -hmm. It could benefit our community as a whole. Mm -hmm. Here's our second letter from a mom who wanted to share her story from the inside. I started working for an MLM three years ago. I was intrigued by the money my team leader was making and the supplements the company offered were right up my alley. One of my previous jobs was in health coaching, and I believed this would make a great match for me and an easy way for me to support my friends to feel better and to make some money via social media while I'm home with my kids. 
When I started, the team was close. My leader was very involved and I felt supported in making it work. I wanted to make sure I didn't pressure people into buying something they didn't want, so I posted selfies of me taking the supplements and my own personal progress I had with them. I still use them today, and they really do work, and I do believe they are great. While I was actively working, I was doing a lot of reaching out to people who seemed interested in the product. It was more work than I expected. I had to be on Facebook a lot. I had to write lots of emails and texts to people, and I was met with a lot of opposition, which surprised me. I couldn't believe that people who were interested at first were later so negative. So I moved on from those people and continued to make money with the friends who were committed. I was still getting a lot of support from my team as well. Still, I started to feel like I was on my phone and Facebook all the time, even when I should have been parenting. The appeal of this business was to make money while at home with the kids. I got lost in trying to reach out to people and I wasn't actually paying attention to my kiddos. I felt like I had to be around my phone all the time. I also had to start friending people I didn't know in order to reach other potential customers. I did not feel comfortable with this at all. I was still making enough money to cover my costs and have extra for house expenses, so I continued reluctantly. I continued because I believed in the product and I wanted to help people who wanted to be helped. And I promised myself that if there was ever a time that I'm not making the money to support my commission qualification and support my website tool, which by the way is optional, but kind of necessary to have if you want to be successful, then I would phase the whole thing out. Then something happened. I started treating a chronic medical condition I have and had to slow down in my MLM job in order to get better. The team was also starting to grow and grow. We had so many new distributors each month. It was hard to keep up. I also wasn't being supported by my leader who was so busy with all the new distributors. This was odd for me, especially since I was one of the original people who helped her to grow. I had also helped her through some personal issues. Then it hit me. I'm not a top earner, so... Is this why my relationship was not important to her? After about three incidences that were not healthy on Facebook, I slowed way down. Eventually, I wasn't making my paycheck to cover the costs, so finally, I stopped. I never once had a conversation with my leader, who I thought I had made a personal connection with because she was so busy. I was also starting to realize that my interactions with people didn't seem genuine. Like, they were scared I was going to ask them if they wanted to try my products. I still hold my distributor membership because I love the products, and if a friend is interested, I'll help them out. But I'm not approaching people about it anymore. I'm slowly working on taking people off my Facebook friends group who I don't know personally, and I will still post something about a product once in a while. I guess all in all, it got to be too in-your-face for me, and the cost of being, quote, commission-qualified, on top of all the conferences and airfare that was being pushed on the team, made me feel uncomfortable. If conferences were free and you got a paycheck truly based on what you were selling, maybe it would feel more like a company job. The people at the top are making a great paycheck, but I just realized that wouldn't be me. Wow. It felt to me like a really typical experience. Like it wasn't catastrophic, you know? She didn't go into crazy debt selling this product. She didn't ruin her relationship with her mom or, you know, we've heard some stories that have been really detrimental, but she also didn't have a great experience. It sounds like she broke even maybe and eventually just kind of left with a bad taste in her mouth. And I think that's how a lot of people who start MLMs end up leaving MLMs. Something that 
did sound familiar to me running my own doula business is how much she needed to be attached to her technology in order to run the business and how, you know, I thought too, oh, when I stop my full-time job and be a doula, I'll have so much more time to spend with the kids and I'll, you know, it'll be so much easier, but I am a bit of a slave to my phone. And that is, that is a complicated problem, especially when I'm trying to model to my kids that you don't need screens to be happy. I mean, as a doula also, Mm -hmm. very much married to my phone, never left my side. I think that what they're being sold is that this isn't work, that it's just going to happen. And that's not reality, in my opinion, for any money making. There's always work. It may not look like typical work in quotes, but it's work indeed. And I think if you're not putting together time for that work, then it's all the time. It's not blocks of time. It's your it's your all day. The point that I found the most fascinating was when she decided to slow down her work and her upline, who she thought was a friend, didn't connect with her about it. Didn't say, how are you? How's it going? That's a people problem. Definitely. And I feel like that speaks to the company culture as a whole. I don't mean, you know, we don't know what company this is and that's not what we're doing today is, (laughs) you know, trying to expose any particular company, but you know, it shows that what the company values is money and, but what they're saying they value is the people who are selling the product. Um, this is no better than Walmart or Amazon. I mean, these are big corporations that are trying to make money and their method is to use individual people and their relationships Mm. to do that. I also have a pretty big issue with companies that are selling things like supplements and shakes and oils and things that are not regulated and that can potentially have really dangerous side effects. Um, In my world, we call that out of scope. Thank you, Paula. That is out of scope. And right, we don't know necessarily what's in these products. Have they been tested in scientific studies? What happens if you are diffusing oils around your children or your pets? Um, Just because things are, quote, natural doesn't mean they're safe. I just think that there is, you know, there's leggings and there's Tupperware, but then if you're also selling things that people ingest or that people breathe in or that people put on their bodies. Or their babies. Or their babies. That's a really, I mean, this is pretty serious stuff. It is. And it's not to be sold in somebody's living room. Absolutely. And we know, agree. We agree. <laughs> we do agree. See, we do agree on everything. <laughs> So that's a wrap for this week, folks. Make sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Multiverse, where you'll get to hear an exclusive interview with Randy Zuckerberg of Zuckerberg Media, champion of women entrepreneurs everywhere, who right now also happens to be a new mom all over again. I'm in the movie Groundhog Day, you know, where like every like the alarm goes off and it's the same day every day. I'm like, I was like, I'm okay, here I am. I'm like back with like the breast pump and the baby coming in and the this and then like, oh, tomorrow is going to be the identical thing. Until then, try not to die from unregulated energy serums, America. This land is your land. 
So it's going to be fun to dish together. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> <laughs> Nina, tell where.